All righty, post Super Bowl. Anyone hungover? Pro Football Doc Podcast, Sports Injury Central. And I don't mean hungover drunk, but you know, Super Bowl hangover. They talk about that. Um, someone in the room said we should move Super Bowl to Saturday to have Sunday. Well, I think that's the league's plan. Anyone? Get it to get it to President's Day, and uh, Monday will be a holiday when they go to 18 games. Anyways, welcome to the Pro Football Doc Podcast, Sports Injury Central Podcast. We'll cover a lot of football, and then I think we'll toe, put our toe in the water on basketball, which is obviously the big focus now, et cetera. Toe Welcome the to the show. We were like kind of <laughs> dove in a little bit, right? Yeah, well, what up to your mute button, <laughs> Taylor? <laughs> I thought you don't have your headphones, and you were going to use the mute button a little more today. Uh, yeah, you forgot, yeah. He didn't <laughs> listen. Uh, and Jacob's here, and Justin's floating around in the background. You're a machine doc. You're, you're not tired of radio appearances. You're not tired of uh, talking Super Bowl and, oh, is Jalen Hurts sold okay? How's Mahomes going to look? <laughs> you didn't get that question a million times on Radio Row? I did, but, you know, it was actually okay because I didn't book overbook. Look, Sean Merriman was there. Lights out. He's a machine. He, I, I mean, boom, 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 three days in a row, like nonstop. He must have done like 50 of them. He was crazy. Yeah. I mean. Good for him. Yeah. He's a hard worker there. Uh, you know, I did my usual serious stuff, some sports grid stuff, Fox Sports Radio stuff, the Jim Rome stuff, the Outkick stuff. The the ones that I've been doing all year, I did them in person, and I like meeting with these guys. Oh, the Fox Sports Radio, I mean, I mean, it was an early morning, but, <laughs> you know, uh, it's fun to get with Brady and LeVar and Jonas Knox in person. You know, that's kind of what I enjoy doing, getting with people in person. Rich Gannon, his stuff in person. Jim and Pat, serious. I didn't do the car wash, per se. Although, when I was there, that's downside of, well, I guess upside, too. Downside of being pseudo-recognizable, not a lot of Asians in the room with the big round <laughs> head. But um, also... I wore the six score shirt and it made me pseudo more and bright red, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I did end up getting about, I don't know, a dozen or so flyby interviews like, Hey, can you, do you mind? You know, <laughs> I didn't get a PR person. We didn't schedule anything. We just did the ones that we were going to do, but you know, we try and be, uh, it was fun meeting some people, um, uh, doing some, uh, doing some stuff there yeah you need you need taylor and you're whispering oh this is this guy from here from here <laughs> so you don't have to do that on the fly oh hey buddy <laughs> it's like no, it was fine it was yeah. fine i mean the problem is with the nfl name tags the the print on their name is so small it's like i want to be like oh what's your name <laughs> you know you need virtual name tags on like in people's foreheads so yeah. that you can like look them in the eye and then see google glass or something yeah there's something yeah. like i don't know i'm sure they've invented that but no, it was it was it was fun and interesting i mean look coming out of the super bowl i mean we weren't too bad i mean look i did kind of get tired of jalen hurts is still injured did he look injured on sunday i mean come on i mean uh, that was game script, two blowouts, maybe yep. a little bit of early rust. He was the MVP. Okay, one fumble, but he was the MVP if the Eagles won. I mean, he looked great, right? 300-plus yards passing and, I don't know. Three rushing touchdowns. Three rushes, 15 rushes, a bunch yep. of yards. I mean, yeah. yeah. I wasn't worried about it. I mean, uh, but the example I kept going to is Tyree Kill in 2019 played after five weeks. He's at, what, seven, and – you know, come on. And and Tyreek was a dislocation. We were way more worried about Patrick Mahomes than Jalen Hurts. And we weren't that worried about Patrick Mahomes, although reaggravation is the issue. Right. And you guys did a great job getting me video because I was there with my son and, you know, updating the sixth score slightly lower, but no question returning to play. It's interesting there. I was, there were some Chiefs fans, there were some Eagles fans. As soon as he got hurt, oh, he's done. The Eagles fans, they were all They wanted that. That's what they happy. wanted. <laughs> it, it, I had fun. I mean, I made a mistake. You know, I don't mind talking to people. And like the Devontae Smith catch on the sideline, I was like, 
yeah, that's not a catch, right? And, tell, and then I was like, ooh, I told that to an Eagles guy. He's going to argue with me and be mad. <laughs> I wasn't tr- like I wasn't even wearing a Chiefs shirt, okay? I was wearing the red six square. My son had Mahomes on. Yeah. I wasn't even trying. I mean, I wear my son. Again. If you're with your against with that with their fans, right? So. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, anyone from Philly, they're just, you know, a little bit crazy. Where are you from, Taylor? Uh, I've I lived in Philadelphia. For okay. Uh, oh, I forgot that he's adopted no. the West Coast. So he's, no, uh, I, I no, a little bit outside no I get it. That's why it's called fans, right? Yeah. Your fanatics, yes. and and then uh, the they thought they were getting jobbed on that uh, uh, late Andy Reid challenge. You know, yeah. remember that with the didn't yeah, allow yeah. them to match, and you know, what, where did you stand on the Dallas Goddard? You thought that was a catch? First view, I thought. Lifetime, yeah. I thought I you should challenge that. It was yeah, really close. Yeah. I thought you should challenge that. But when they showed the replay of the thing, it did look like the right toe was still on the ground yeah, when right. he started completion. And I said, no, that's not an overturn. That right. That's going to stand. And in real time, the second Nick Bolton touchdown, was, that was not even no. close. Well, yeah, that was wasting my time when you're looking at that stuff. <laughs> he didn't even move. The, <laughs> he didn't even move. The, like he, it was boom, right? Sudden impact. Like, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, uh, but there, Chiefs fans around me, yeah, <laughs> said, but they let it stand, so it's going to be hard to overturn. I'm like, not if it's clear. <laughs> no, I, they let it stand on the chance that they're wrong to let the play play out. That's right. why they let it stand. And so that's one of the reasons I don't love that rule. There's no like, I mean, you blow the whistle and it's dead and you can't change it, right? And they don't want to take away a touchdown in case it was a fumble. That You know, that happened to us once in Denver. It was clearly a fumble when Denver was driving to win the game and it would have won us won the Chargers the game. It was clearly a fumble, but Ed Hockley blew the whistle early and said, "Uh, no, it just isn't a fumble because I blew the whistle. (laughs) That's the worst rule. Yeah, Yeah. it can't be that. So people, they're taught to swallow their whistle. Anyways, I'm sure we'll get into refereeing. Speaking of refereeing, um, out at the Super Bowl, I had a nice chat with uh, Dean Blandino, and uh, I told him, when I tell people what I do, I said it's the I said I used to say it was the medical Mike Pereira, but now it's the medical Dean Blandino slash Mike Pereira. And he he liked that. He said he'd come on the podcast. We'll bring him on sometime. I think it'd be some interesting comparisons with what we do and and what he does. Obviously a very nice guy in the in You'd the, ask about the holding call too at the end, Doc. What were your thoughts on that? I really want holding to- call, I mean, look. <laughs> It's a tough pill to swallow if you're an Eagle fan. Yeah. It's a tough pill to swallow for any fan. It was technically holding. It was holding, yes. Bradbury yeah. admitted it. Yeah, correct. Yep. It's a tough time to not swallow your whistle. I I, I see both sides of this. And in some ways, even though I wanted to see my son happy and he was happy, it almost would have been better to give the Eagles a chance and win it on the field. Yeah. Look, was it holding? Yes. And are you supposed to make the call? Yes. Had they been calling it all game? No. no. I mean, there, were, <laughs> there, were, there wasn't a single offensive holding the whole game. So it's almost like they decided to let him play. You don't think what Bradbury did happened on basically every snap? <laughs> well, like offensively that. and defensively, yes. it was happening yes. on both sides of the ball. <laughs> Just consistency. That's all you want. But Yeah. yeah. and it, that, I get it was tough. It was a tough one to 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 do it's almost like given the circumstances i almost wish mckinnon would have scored the touchdown and let's see if the eagles yeah. can match it right, right. i mean who, who was the guy a couple years ago was at a super bowl that i think was it chris carson that fell in yes tried to stop and then he turned around oh no what they're letting me in and then fell in the end zone they got dragged he got drugged drag in, in that's I think. right that's right they stood him up and drug him in. He knew what to do there for sure yeah 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 just kind of lackluster ending for crazy back and forth game to just have them run out the clock and just kick it. Not lackluster for the one guy who oh, destroyed yeah. his TV. Did you see that on the internet? No. That was staged. <sighs> There's always someone. That was staged. That was staged. <laughs> yeah, that was staged. yeah. Watch the people jump back like a gunfire went off when he was punching. They're ready for it. Um, that's it's for views, Doc. Are you even even me and Jacob are past this. We don't we don't know this anymore. That like you go you got people sit around before a game, be like, if we break a TV, we're gonna get a million one point views, which is what it is right now. 
Like I don't, we don't think like that, but that's what we just it's think the best time in history to break a TV. They're all like 200 bucks, 300 bucks. So in every single out picked up that video, <laughs> look at the Eagles fan getting mad. But, yeah. you know, was, I mean, I mean, the only thing I don't understand is, is, is about it is if, if it was on the holding call, and he did that to his TV. I would get it. Yeah, it was on the field goal. It was a twenty-seven yard field goal. You shouldn't be mad already. You're oh, it's done. Yeah. <laughs> there, yeah. It was a twenty-seven yard field goal. I mean, <laughs> come on. Yeah. I mean, that's like ninety-eight percent make. I mean, you know, at least greater than ninety-five. What was the surprise? I mean, at least do it on the last play. Would have fallen short. Yeah, no one I mean, touches the ball. Yeah, I don't know. Who, who <laughs> knows if it's real or not? People punching the TV, and then they 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 finally they regroup, but they uh, they take they like plug it out casually. They take it outside. They throw it away. It's like well, think about that stuff before you do it. It's like it's have a backup TV or a broken TV next to you. I don't know. Like it just seems weird. Like that's a staple of your house. Like I don't know. Let's, let's play since, since we're in the weeds. Let's uh, talk about everyone slipping on the grass. Yeah. Ooh, look two, at that two years, transition. Two years yeah. of grass, eight hundred thousand dollars. I'm rolling it in and out for Arizona to not play on turf. We've we've talked turf injuries and grass injuries. Slipping obviously better for less injuries, but first of all, the slipping might have saved Patrick Mahomes. Right, saved Devontae Smith too, right? And maybe Devontae Smith. Yes. Yeah. So, but the slipping also saved Lane Johnson. No pass rush from for each a big yeah. bass pass rush. And it also probably saved the Chiefs and Mahomes yeah. with the Eagles with 70 sacks this year and no sacks with the slick turf. Here's what I don't understand. Look, it was a safer game. There weren't a lot of injuries right. for, for such a hard-hitting game. And that part is good. Uh, however, I'm just asking this question. Maybe they did. I don't know the answer. I get is two years in development. And it doesn't bother me at all that it was developed with the USGA. It's not golf grass because they helped develop it, right? I mean, yeah. it's they they should know about grass, right? The USGA. <laughs> so that's fine. But do you really want to play the first football, national football game ever on this type of grass and have it be the Super Bowl? Just a question. No test run, yeah. Just a question, right? I yeah. mean, I mean, who knows? And this is that I've been to State Farm, whatever you want to call it, stadium. Oh, maybe, maybe a dozen is pushing it. Okay, yeah, but you know, a bunch of times. Yeah, I've never been there with the roof open, and with the roof open. At sunset, it is, quote, the desert, right? The desert just doesn't mean hot. Desert means arid. It gets chilly at night. It does get cold, yeah. And there was some dew, like, dampness. And I think that made the grass more slick a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it was the open-air dome. And, you know, the, was the slipping the, the grass itself or the little bit of dew? I don't know. Or was it the paint? They kept bringing that up. And Greg Olson kept bringing that up. He kicked the game-winning field goal on the paint. <laughs> Look, okay. <laughs> Let me ask this question. Like, <laughs> don't shoot the don't shoot the messenger. I'm just bringing it up. <laughs> this is the NFL, okay? Do you you don't think they painted the regular grass too? Maybe not a heaviest coat, but they made that thing pristine green. No, that's natural green, dog. That, that occurs in nature. <laughs> I mean. They paint the grass yeah, too yeah. now. I mean, maybe not as heavy as a coat to, for a logo right. kind of thing. And, right. and I don't think the green paint's made out of a different substance than the white or the red paint or whatever yeah. it is. Um, okay. And and there were plenty of times, including a kickoff, they were slipping on regular grass. That was no paint on that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jake Elliott. Jake Elliott slipped. Yeah. 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 Still, still kicked the touchback, so it didn't affect them. But yeah. Yeah, but I mean, look, I I get the questions, but. That's my point. If I get there's a lot of traffic in there for Super Bowl setting up and practicing and Rihanna the and stage, the all those stage like and all. middle of the air, so you didn't really need much of a stage. Oh, there was a stage on yeah, the ground. Stage on I ground, mean, but. they picked this grass apparently because it's really good with wear and tear, which is what that whole week before this game did, right? All uh -huh. the rehearsing, all this stuff. So that's why they picked this grass. But like you said, why are you choosing the biggest national stage, 106 million people to debut something? That's not usually a thing you pick, right? 
if you got something new, you don't pick something like this. I dude. mean, I'm going to go out on a limb here because, you know, I'm not that in the know. And, I'll, you know, me, I, I can't help myself on analogies here. Did Rihanna debut any new songs? Nope. She hasn't had okay. any songs in years. Okay. She debuted a okay. baby. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's my point. Okay. You're going to have Rihanna sing at the Super Bowl, but are you going to have her sing a song that She's you never have never performed, performed before yeah. in terms of audience and debut it or that's brand new? No, you want her to sing all this. Like I recognize a couple of songs, so I was kind of proud of myself. Some of them I didn't know. That's why I was on a limb. Like, I don't think there were any new songs. I wasn't sure. No, you're good. I wasn't sure. Why are they doing that with the grass? Yeah. No, Don't you want to debut the grass somewhere else? I mean, would you let a singer yeah. sing a song that they've never debuted before at the Super Bowl? I mean, you do that on Apple TV, you know, here's right. a debut. You don't do that at the Super Bowl. Why'd you do that with the grass? That's just a question. It's just a question. Do the players not notice switch cleats just from warming up? I mean, I know you got full speed and warm-ups, but... Did not know what cleat. Well, they, they also get a walkthrough during the week. But, right. But right. The, the only point that I would make with a 4.30 kickoff, which is really 4.45. Right. And sunset and then the dew, the that may have in. changed yeah. the slickness, right? The clock can change in an hour, 45 and, minutes, yeah. Yeah, that's that's all. I mean, was it Buffalo artificial turf in the snow slippery? No. But I do think it made it harder to generate a pass rush. Help Lane Johnson right. with the... I mean, doctor, yeah. if I would have known the refs were going to swallow their whistle and that the ground was slick, you would have told everyone to bet the heck out of the over. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, with no holding penalties yeah. and no generated pass rush, I mean, they, yeah. there's You were definitely... there. You were there. So I blame you like a couple percentage points. Well, I was with my son. I didn't go on the field. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you didn't do a test run on the field before? And look, even if they let me on the field, I don't think I can generate enough speed to test it's, out the, yeah. the slickness. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> you got to be moving fast for for sure. the for the grass to, to be slick. Okay. I, I don't think I would have slipped walking across it or as fast as I could run or jog. Yeah. It wouldn't have changed anything. A uh, couple of points we saw just on video, uh, I found interesting how, I mean, not only no holding calls, but kind of the rest of the stuff seems to go out the window for a Super Bowl. They let everything go. Trent McDuffie, no head check after him getting the shoulder from Jason Kelsey. I don't know if you saw that as clear. on. I saw there. that. You guys sent me the replay on that. And then I saw the social media. Oh, Jalen Hurts bounced the back of his head off yeah. the turf. Grass and, is better than turf for that. And, Correct. Yeah. And, and, grabbed at his head and asked to be helped up and wasn't checked. Here's the thing on that. I mean, I get wanting to be safe, but you know, he didn't play like he had a concussion afterwards, but it is it worth, it's a question. The interruption in the game for a, Oh, he hit his head. If, if the, if the, criteria is he hit his head and he has to be checked every time i, I think someone's coming out almost every play yeah. for a play or two or three I, I i don't know how you handle that i mean losing jalen hurts for a key play down the stretch but i get it if there's any outward signs and this that the other you gotta check them so it's it's hard you, you know one check too many and you complain. One check too few and you complain. Yeah, it's a fine line you got to walk. It's a it's a fine line um, to want to watch walk. But you know, <clears throat> even uh, Pacheco got rocked. That, that was the one too. I mean, Gardner Johnson, heck of a hit, but he's leading with the crown. It's not head up like you're you're they're teaching to tackle these days. It's kind of launching with the helmet. So. If he goes helmet to helmet with him, it's a clear penalty, but he hits yeah, him he in the chest. So he hits him in the chest. Yeah. So but he hit the ball and then the chest slash yeah. abdomen and it was okay. But you know, that was a big hit. I want to mention something about the field just real quick. Um, the Fiesta Bowl was played at State Farm, and they actually used a field for that game. And that was the game Kendrick Mil- Kendra Miller, the TCU uh, guy, hurt his MCL in that field as well. So I don't know about the conditions, how bad they were that game, but – but they did play on that grass for the Fiesta Bowl. On that grass, yeah, before on that this year. Okay. What 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 time of day was that? Was it night? Fiesta was Bowl. Roof, was the roof yeah. open? 
I don't know. I just yeah, that's yeah. I just look through it. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting point. Next Super Bowl will also be there's only two uh, uh, stadiums that have the retractable slide out grass. They'll be going to the next other team next year. The Raiders are the only team that asks, so have that. So I don't know yeah, what they'll do at Allegiant. Year. Yeah, but I'm sure they won't be debuting an entirely new grass before the game. Yeah. Was, was there sponsorship money in that debut? And just the question. <laughs> I don't know. Now we're now we're now we're really get, get full circle. Now we're getting into yes. the weeds again. Yeah, uh, that's all my fault. Yeah. <laughs> Final thing, wrapping up. Um, Juju, we were saying all week that knee. We weren't exactly sure what it was, but not really a concern. He was on the exercise bike in the AFC Championship. He had seven catches, fifty-three yards. Big part of it. Kadarius Tony limited action, but was obviously looked hundred percent when he was out there. Caught a touchdown and yeah. punt re- key punt return sixty-five yards. Yeah. He, there was quite the army of people blocking for him. I, I don't know how that punter got in. Yeah, to force him out of bounds. Make it in. That would have been the only only punt return in Super Bowl history. That would have been great. Yeah, only punt um, return touchdown. Yeah, that was good. Um, let's see. Let's talk Brock Purdy real quick. Like we're going off season. Well, before we, got, we get get to that, this yeah. is my I don't know. Super Bowl's fun. The sun, blah blah blah. Um, long game. Yeah. I didn't see a single commercial. I don't know that I missed it when you guys <laughs> saw commercials. As a few. A few. But um, so in front of me was a couple, and I tweeted about it. Guy dressed in a, he's now a 30-some-year-old guy, dressed in Mahomes, and his wife with an Eagles hat and a green Eagles-type T-shirt. And I, I wasn't sure if they were married or dating or whatever. They were at the game. They were right in front of us. Mm-hmm. I said, so what's with this and what's, what's your wager? You got to have something. You guys, you're a couple, right? And they're like, she turns around and she, she's like pregnant. And she goes, and they go, the wager is the fandom of the baby. (laughs) So whoever won, they agreed that they would make the baby a fan of that team. So instead of like, you know, mom wanting Eagles and dad wanting the chiefs. Yeah. They had agreed ahead of time that whoever won the game, they'd make the baby a fan of that team, which is kind of funny. That is good. I would go with the underdog. My dad tried to do that to me. I was a Dolphins fan in my baby pictures because he's a Dolphins fan, but I, I, you escape, you can escape it sometimes. Are are you shocked, Jacob, at that? that, What the Taylor talked his way out of? That Taylor didn't listen to his dad. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Are you shocked? I'm just seeing it like okay, Mahomes won this, right? The the, the he's gonna be a chief baby's gonna be a Chiefs fan, but you got an Eagles fan, which I'm assuming her family's maybe also Eagles fans. They're gonna win. Yeah, they, they're gonna win it over. An I Eagles also fan. hope that wasn't part of the baby's college fund to go to that game. Yeah. <laughs> you, you they know, got time to make it back, but <laughs> you know it's so funny about that too. You know, I just make observations, right? And so yeah. I'm walking around the stadium, and. uh I see, you know, more Eagles fans than Chiefs fans. And I thought it would be more Eagles fans than Chiefs fans. Why? The Eagles last went five years ago. Mm. The Chiefs went four years ago and two years ago. Right. Right. How many times can you go to the Super Bowl and afford it? Right. I mean, you know, you just, you know, uh, and that, and that goes to the arguments of some of the college football playoffs. If you're an Alabama or Ohio State or whatever fan, are you going to go to the first playoff game or are you going to wait for the national championship, right? I mean, you can't go to the the first one, the round of four semifinals. Right. And just time off work, money. I mean, you got to pick and choose. There might be Phillies fans that went to the World Series too. World Series and Super Bowl in the same year. So. Yeah. So anyways, but I just look at it as less recent. And also – perhaps bigger metropolitan area as opposed to Kansas city. Right. So naturally a few more. So I expected it to be two thirds, one thirds. And then, but looking around, at least from my seat, lower bowl seat in the corner, it looked like behind the chief sideline, there was definitely more red and pretty healthy red, but behind the Eagle sideline, definitely green. And that would make sense. That's where all the player and family 10 tickets are and this, that, the other, but then, from the upper deck, if you took out the red seats because it's red background, you know, for Arizona Cardinals, 
there seemed to be definitely more green up there. And then I got a lot of Twitter stuff like, oh, because are you saying that they can't afford it? Or this? No, it's just an observation. And you got to understand the one, the lower bowl seats are more team friendly, sponsored, this, that, the other. And so they're going to be like that. The upper bowl is more of a free for all scalpers, right? And, and there probably were more Eagles fans. It wasn't a comment on anything else. Yeah. But, You're always trying to say something on Twitter. <laughs> Everyone's for- forcing you to pick a side, pin words in your mouth. You know, yeah. I mean, I like the Eagles, right? I mean, uh, I was lucky enough to go to the Eagles Super Bowl victory party in Minnesota. I've got, I've had some friends on there. I still have a few. I mean, I'm not against the Eagles. I just was. <laughs> Well, that's not for them, which is a key difference. <laughs> in Philly, that means you're against it. Yeah, yeah maybe. Oh, oh, here's where I was for Philly. I I met with some people, and it was fun. And uh, happened to be over at the team, not team, the, the Fox home hotel. And they had a nice setup, and Davis had fun and playing foosball or giant chess or arcade or pop, pop a shot, cornhole. <laughs> I mean... Well, I had some meetings, you know, whatever he's there. And it was uh, nice there. But then we left right as they were serving lunch, you know, started late breakfast. And they served Kansas City barbecue, you know, barbecue beef or something. And they served Philly cheesesteak sandwiches. And I did vote for the Philly cheesesteak. I thought the Philly cheesesteak was better. So I'm not against Philadelphia. I'm not against Philadelphia. I do want to add to um. They but lost- I did. But I did notice this. Was I wrong that when they went around the stadium, and I don't know if they showed this on TV, and they showed celebrity, celebrity, celebrity. They showed quite a few that were linked to the Eagles, and when they went to the Chiefs, they just went random. Like yeah. they showed LeBron James, Adele, yeah, <laughs> Adele, yeah. LeBron James. Right? I mean, there wasn't as many tied in, you know, uh, celebrities. Not every team's got a Bradley Cooper. Yeah. It's not that many from Missouri, though, right? Yeah. Philadelphia has everybody from every walk of life, culturized. I'd say. No, I just, you know, whatever. It's all good. <laughs> Go ahead. What, what do you want to throw into this? What I was going to say, the, they've lost the MLS Cup. I know you guys don't care about soccer. So they the traveling, the fans, everything, there's a lot of them over in there. That's three straight uh, championships that they've lost, but also had to travel to and fill up majority of the stadium. Why do you say we don't, we don't care about soccer? You, MLS not, as soccer. Much, not as much as me. <laughs> okay. MLS soccer. <laughs> a comparison. I went. I went I'm, to a World Cup. Have... No, I know you did. Yeah. You helped Chelsea, Chelsea football team. Um, I went to Chelsea help. game. I went to a yeah. World Cup final. France, Italy, the headbutt game. Yeah. Berlin. You're right. No, anyways. <laughs> um. Yeah. So what you got? Yeah. Next, as we get in the off season, we'll, we'll uh, let's talk Brock Purdy real quick. They're saying. Uh, UC RFC torn fully torn UCL on in the championship game. Um, got a bunch of opinions. He's gonna go have surgery the 22nd, meet the doctor the day before, and then surgery on the 22nd. And it went from a six month recovery to a five month recovery because they're saying end of tra- or beginning of training camp, he should be good to go in yeah. late July. My thing is, what changed? You had the MRIs before. It's not like the doctor examined him and said, No, I think it can be five months. He hasn't even met the doctor yet. How did it go from six months to five months? I mean, he's healing right now. Optimism. He's sitting around healing, Doc. It's getting better. This sec, every second. I mean, is it impossible that he'll be ready for training camp? No. Is it impossible that he'll be ready week one and good to go? No. Is it guaranteed? No. That's my point. It's not guaranteed. Like maybe as you get a little further along and everything is good, you can get there. But until then, my boy John Lynch might get some more gray hairs. You can't. You're the 49ers guy. You want to go into next season without a guarantee at quarterback? No. I mean, What's your, your season theory? was. You have a theory. I like, I like yeah, your name. Yeah, Paul going to be the quarterback. Or I'll say it because I already opened it up now. Well. Tampering. Well, here's what I said. <laughs> yeah. As I was on Radio Row, and I was saying, you know, it's a quarterback conundrum for them. They don't want Jimmy G. Right. He doesn't want them. He's gone. Yeah. He's, 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 he's mutual, yeah. 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 but he's healthy. Yeah. Trey Lance is not healthy yet. I mean, he is not healthy yet. Will he get there the next month or two? Maybe. 
and and will he be 100% mobile? We hope so. But, you know, he'll be in the 80s or 90s. Is he going to be 98 or 100? Don't know yet. And also experience. And the other thing you have to look at Brock Purdy is he did very well this year. But young quarterbacks have to develop. And you can't tell me, I haven't studied film, but you can't tell me his playbook was expans- as expansive as a veteran, right? I mean, he had a lot of playmakers. Well, off-season's when you develop more. And they want Brock Purdy, but in the best-case scenario, you can't really develop him this off-season. Okay, you can film study, book study. It's not quite the same thing. So I think that's a potential issue, too. So I said all week in Radio Row, I'm not saying that they're going to bring Tom Brady out of retirement. I'm not saying they're going to sign Aaron Rodgers. But I think it would behoove them to bring in somebody. And at the time, you know, I was like a, okay, so they have Josh Johnson, but like a Ryan Fitzpatrick type that can carry you for a little bit. And I was thinking that because, you know, just name that came up. But I was like, the way it works in the NFL, it's like got to be someone that you know kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's where I said, maybe it's Matt Ryan because Kyle Shanahan, mm-hmm. Matt Ryan, the under Matt, under Kyle Shanahan, my, Matt Ryan was a league MVP the year Atlanta lost to the Patriots, the 28-3 game. Matt Ryan was league MVP. And now, is he going back to Indy? I don't know what his status is. Maybe we got to get you more details on his shoulder because that was the quote-unquote reason they went to uh, <laughs> – they benched him for uh, Sam Ellinger. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, hiding behind hell. Hiding I mean, behind hell. It's always yes. a coffee yeah. topic, Doc. But yeah. I mean, It's just yeah. incredible that a year later the Niners are kind of in the same spot because that's what made Jimmy Garoppolo untradeable was the late shoulder surgery, and then he – Whatever he would have get trained to, he would have been wouldn't have been ready to learn a playbook. You're saying Brock Purdy, best case scenario, might be ready to expand expand the playbook in late July with, with in, in training camp. In training camp, but yeah, that's best case scenario. If, training if camp. the recovery goes into mid August, late August, that's a real quick turnaround for the season. Yeah, and you know, for a young quarterback, this isn't you know Tom Brady. Oh, I know. I mean. Look, Tom Brady take, taking 10 days off during training camp didn't mean the thing, okay? I mean, that didn't mean the thing. Um, Brock Purdy, I mean, remember, and I'm not trying to compare Brock Purdy to Zach Wilson. Remember when Zach Wilson hurt his knee this preseason, Sala said, this is the worst time for him to have this injury. You would have thought he said during the season would be the worst time. The reason why I said it's the worst time is you get way more snaps in the preseason and training camp than you do in the regular season. Because come regular season, Monday at best is a walkthrough corrections and some film work. Tuesday is an off day, guaranteed at least one a week. Wednesday, let's call it offense install, but you're installing that week. Thursday's defense and Friday is situational and special teams that's not a lot of practice reps uh, in season and that's why he said that about zach wilson i'm not saying brock purdy is zach wilson right but you know kyle shanahan wants to add stuff to his repertoire right and now you don't have the chance so it's interesting we'll see if the met Ryan thing. It was just a stab. I don't know his contractual status. I don't know if he's still with Indy. I don't know if he's available. That's an interesting name. He's still technically with Indy, but they can get rid of him easily. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's going to get cut, right? I mean, I would think um, if he's not, I don't know when he's, it's a one-year deal. I don't even know what his deal was. He's going to get the Derek Carr treatment? Well, I mean, look, I don't know. (laughs) Derek Carr is a different story. (laughs) We'll get to that, but but I guess Shane Steichen's going to get named head coach there. Right. Uh, does he have a tie to Matt Ryan? I don't think so. No, I mean, so. I'm going to give you a hypothetical, and I'll let you guys vote. Justin can even vote if he wants. What is more interesting? The Colts, out of the blue, hiring Jeff Saturday with no coaching experience, but a Hall of Fame career and a lot of Colts ties. 
bringing him out of the blue in season. What's a bigger hmm or eyebrow eyebrow raise? That move with Jeff Saturday or hiring Shane Steichen, who is basically a protege of Frank Reich, the guy you just fired who came to you from the Eagles as offensive coordinator. Now you hire the Eagles offensive coordinator that was a, a quarterback coach under Frank Reich? He's running modified Reich system. I mean, I, I'm just saying, <laughs> what's stranger? What do you think? That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. What's stranger, Saturday or or the, uh, or the link to Reich that they just fired? Yeah. In? I still think right Saturday because like everybody's trying to get the guy the the guy that was underneath the guy to hire him because he knows what the you know the 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 main dude knows you know they always try to do that so that makes sense that's why McVeigh's get hired that's why we you know um all the uh, Cliff King no no no, no I get the McVeigh's yeah. I know Sean Mc, McVeigh and you get hired I get that but you just fired if you just fired Sean McVeigh fired not retired fired him. Are you going to go get a Sean McVay protege as your new head coach? Maybe he's cheaper because <laughs> we, we tried Saturday and we saw that it didn't work. So now we're going a new route, but Saturday it's the old route. Saturday. I'm just asking the question. Well, just, and I'm not saying Shane Steichen's a very, head, yeah. very qualified coach, right. but you know, your last head coach was hired from the Eagles, who was the offensive coordinator. Maybe Ursay's just tired of Rex. Shane Sykin was on that staff. Now you go hire that guy? Yeah. It's just interesting to me. It's, to me, it's as interesting as hiring Jeff Saturday. Now, notice I didn't say wrong. Right. I just said <laughs> interesting. Eyebrow raise. Eyebrow raise. Not like, oh, that's dumb and it's a bad hire. I'm just, hmm, that's an interesting <laughs> how that works. Too, right? Shane does. What's that? He was, he was on Chargers for a little bit. First started like 2011, I think. With who? 11. I know he was with Ken Wisenhunt. That was that was a second stint, though. Who else was there? Frank was there too. Yeah. Oh, he was. It's, oh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. Frank was there. That's right. Got him long. Yeah. He just went around. Just I forgot well, Frank was there. On, yep. on the topic of telling us stuff that we didn't know, uh, I didn't know you had to file papers to retire. I mean, it makes sense that you have to file papers with the league office. Tom Brady said, "Business. It's a yeah. business, Jacob." JJ Watt said he didn't know you had to file papers. And he said he wouldn't, right? I think yeah. he alluded to that jokingly, maybe. And now he knows he needs to, Doc. Well, Wyatt. first of all, he needs to if he right. wants to go into the Hall of Fame. Right, which is a key key thing that yeah. you want. Right, because that's how it starts your clock ticking for which Hall of Fame class you're in. you got to file retirement papers. And He's going with if, Brady right now, though. Wouldn't you wait a year? I don't know. Why does he mind going with Brady? I don't want to go with <laughs> Offense, defense, doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. look. Watt will always be a big name. Will he be the number one name? I don't know that he'll ever be the number one name. Right? I mean, there's just so many offensive players, right? I don't know. I mean, he's a big name, huge name. But I'll guarantee you this. Watt may be right. He says, I'm never going to file papers. But his agent will. Yeah, I'm going to say he will. <laughs> <laughs> might be one of the papers the agent says, sign here. <laughs> yeah. You know, Maybe he already did. He just doesn't know. Doesn't. I signed a bunch of papers and he sent them in. Yeah. <laughs> I probably should go full disclosure because I use my hand a little bit and then you can, I'm not, I wasn't trying to be weird by the way. So I don't know if you guys saw this. I'll <laughs> the put painted it up nail? My painted nail. I don't know if you can see that. It was on there. It's not focusing. It's not focusing. It's too close. Well, he's the Super Bowl MVP. That's I was at an event during Super Bowl <laughs> and they had some, activation things yeah. and whatever and they said they could put Mahomes. i mean i figured it'd be fun for my son and he actually did like it where i'd say yeah. chiefs are number one and then show him patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's still on here i see and i don't know it's, it's like a baseball catcher. you know they they paint their yeah. nails you like that you can do like you know like you can have a scouting reports on your fingernails now i, I got i got home early today and changed did a rich game and then came into the office here and so i didn't find my wife's nail polish remover <laughs> i think i saw a tweet earlier this week that dan arlovsky had that had his nails painted on, on radio row because he was <laughs> playing with his daughters or something like that so he had his fingers painted too so not the only one 
Well, yeah, this, well, I did this of my own free will just to make <laughs> my son happy, but um, he's 10. But I remember Philip Rivers would be there and flip flop sometimes doing an interview and he'd be all squirmy about his toes. And, and then he'd reveal like, yeah, my daughter's painted my toes. <laughs> right. And so um, it's all, uh, it's all good there. But speaking of hall of fame, I never knew the man. I know of him a lot. I, the errors didn't cross, but I'm glad that Don Coriel got in. I mean, he's the father. I mean, yeah. of so many offenses and so forth. Mm-hmm. I think that was overdue. I don't know if it's East Coast bias or this, that, the other. His West Coast offense stuff. I mean, Don Coriel getting in, I think, was long overdue. Um, Who's who someone that needs to go in the Hall of Fame that, or not needs to, that hasn't yet? What's the name in your, your topic? Well, I mean, I'm glad John Lynch is in. He he took a while, and and it's kind of a weird way that he kind of was stalled out. I I think he helped change the game, and so I think he belongs in there. And you know, NFL Hall of Fame was different than baseball. Baseball is about longevity, and do you have 500 home runs, and do you have certain metrics? Terrell Davis short career made it into the hall of fame rightfully so because he was the best at it it's about your high point not about well to analogy it's about hitting 70 home runs not hitting 700 right i mean like if you it baseball you can have a career guy who hit 30 home runs a year never was in the top of anything but he did it for 20 years now he's got 600 home runs or 500 home runs 600 home runs and you go okay you're in kind of deal football isn't necessarily like that for the most part i think john lynch deserved to be in but believe it or not i think his gm stuff at the 49ers helped him whether it was media relations uh you know people wanting you know access to him or whatever or keeping his name out there he deserves it 100 percent the other one uh, uh i'm glad zach thomas made it in um I love Zach Thomas. My five years as a Dolphins fan, I remember Zach Thomas as a baby. <laughs> I mean, I have a little different. I like, I root for people. I think Zach Thomas was yeah. a dominant player in his time. And I had the fortune of meeting him through junior, and he's just a super nice guy. I mean, mm-hmm. so I'm glad that he's in. I'm glad Joe Thomas is in because he's a super nice guy. But let me tell you, without his media career, I don't know that he gets in. Sure, he was really good for 10 years. That's like baseball. He's in 100%. Sure, he was an all-pro or a pro bowler for 10 years or so. But he was on the Browns, right? And so yeah. you don't have the shining moment. Um, mm-hmm. like, like what they say in the Hall of Fame is when they make your bust, okay? They want your bust to be of your most dominant year. So J.J. Watt's bust will be one of the years he was defensive MVP. Right. That's the look that they'll go after and this the, the, the enshrinement. It's about the pinnacle. And Joe Thomas had a great career, but what's his pinnacle year? I mean, how many offensive linemen have pinnacle years? That's though? my point, though, right? Yeah, so that's, it's But I'm glad he made it in is, is my point. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad they have different – perspectives and i'm glad i mean i met him a couple years ago before he got his tv thing you know he's just starting and trying and he's done a great job i'm glad the tv things helped him get into the hall of fame i think and there's nothing wrong with that i'm not denigrating anything there well it's what you do within the years too right i know if you don't play 20 i'm going to bring hockey in this but remember bobby Orr? he played 10 years he does have the defining moment right when he jumped over the guy when he scored the overtime when he goal, whatever so you're right you do need that but is it also like within what you do like his 10 years he, he had played like 600 plus games. He scored like 900 points from a defenseman. So like those 10 years, that's Hall of Fame worthy, regardless if he played 20, right? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't know Hockey Hall of Fame and how they do it. I mean, I'm just saying I don't yeah. know. Yeah, no, it. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But football's always been about the pinnacle years yeah. and not necessarily the career achievement award. Baseball seems to be more about career achievement award than the pinnacle year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh for example um okay show my age fernando valenzuela mm-hmm. he's not in the baseball hall of fame 
but I believe he would make a football hall of fame because he came on with such yeah. a splash and was dominant. Four year, five year stretch. He wasn't another guy in those years, right? He Somebody was so player. dominant, right? Yeah. That yep. Fernando mania and all that stuff. I think but Jamie Moyer gets in over him because the yeah. longevity and yeah, yeah. the numbers. It's just different. Stuff. It's just, yeah. different. It's just yeah. different. It's just different. I'm not saying one's better or worse. It's just different. But maybe they have different criteria for offensive linemen, which is good. Yeah. Because, you know, you can't have yeah. the defining pancake in one year. <laughs> You're not going to be <laughs> offensive MVP, yeah, yeah. you know. And I'm glad they re- they recognize his longevity because his longevity career is amazing. Oh, right? So I was yeah. happy with those Hall of Fame. People. Yeah, for sure. I had to make sure my mind wasn't playing uh, tricks on me, but Don Coriel, San Diego State, great. That's where he, he had two stints head coach in there. You didn't know that? I knew that. I just had wanted, didn't want to bring it up and be wrong. <laughs> I was hesitant. <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, well before my time. <laughs> well, do you take his diploma or what do we do here? <laughs> I had to mention it. I had to shout it out. Well, Don Corleone, Don Coriel, it's like it's all jumbled up there. No, no, Jacob's turning red because he, he realized he just stepped in it. But, yeah. I mean, look, look. Go ahead. I'll look, take look. I'll take it. If you're an average undergraduate on campus now, yeah. I wouldn't expect you to know who Don Coriel yeah. was or he went to say. You're probably right. <laughs> okay. You were the sports editor. Yeah. His picture is in your office somewhere. I actually never was a sports editor. Oh. Who was his defensive coordinator? I'll give you a dollar if you know who his defensive coordinator was. You were a sports writer. Yeah. Who was his defensive coordinator, Jacob? Don't know. You've played this game before. John Madden. John Madden. Come on. I gave way too <laughs> good. There's a, there's a lot of people in his tree, but yep. that's that's like someone today saying uh Tony Gwynn went to San Diego State. <laughs> I mean not that bad. Come on. <laughs> it's close. Okay. Okay. There might be two. Name the greatest coach of all time at San Diego State. Steve Fisher. That's why I said there might be two. Yeah. And Don Coriel. Don Coriel. Yeah. See, Steve Fisher comes up first in a lot of recent recent SDSU minds. I'm saying it's it's the if you it might be recent, Doc, because it was 61 right when he started. So I mean, no, it's recency bias. But 86 was the last time he coached there. Yeah. I get it, but you had to <laughs> look he, that up he again. All-time great. He's an all-time great. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't go to San Diego State. I'm not from San Diego. I've never even met Don Coryell. Yeah. I mean, he's long gone from the Chargers, yeah. but I hear people talking about him and whatever. And I knew San Diego State. I'm okay. asking basketball. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. All right, let's go. Let's 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 go a little deeper. Let's see if Taylor knows. Name another NFL head coach that was at San Diego State. Um, like playing or coaching? Because playing, you coaching. got the Vikings. You got the Minnesota Vikings guy. Oh uh, yeah, Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, but now once again, recency. Another yes. NFL head coach that that has the San Diego State roots. Current coach, former coach. No, you mentioned John Madden a little bit. Okay, yeah. but that's... Uh, he's, yeah, he's, okay. he's not a head coach right now today. But he's been a head coach for at least three different teams. Gosh, Jim, these young kids today. Jim, Jim Mora? I don't know if Jim Mora has any coach. San Diego State ties. I don't know why Steve Spagnuolo is in my head, but... Uh, you know, there, there may be more than this, but... Yeah. Uh, Denver... Carolina, Chicago. Head coach. Name a head coach that crosses Chicago. John Fox. John Fox. John Fox, John Fox. Wow. John Fox <laughs> and San Diego State. Really? Ties. Yeah. Anyways. Is your SDSU history lesson going on right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> we, need, we need to hit the books more. That's what it is. <laughs> it's called Young People. He's giving us the lesson, which is the I know exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> since we let's talk basketball real quick. I want to get your thoughts real quick on the the Gary Payton the second drama and trade and all that stuff. Okay. So just a little bit of background. Uh, Warriors shipped James Meisman out to the Pistons in a four team deal. They get back Gary Payton, 
give up five second round picks, uh, do the physical. He doesn't pass the physical because he has a core muscle issue that he had surgery for in the offseason. It's it's not all the way better. They're saying missed 35 games to start the year. He played the 14 of the last 17 Portland games. Did it, how did the Warriors not know about it? He came from the Warriors, signed a three year with the with Portland. Well, he picked up injury with the Warriors, hypothetically. Well, here's there, there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah, First of all, sure. I get people are going to say pro football doc. I've dealt with basketball, Timberwolves, Bulls, but I don't have the full experience. Um, or so some of the stuff we say and do obviously comes from John Heffernan, who's the longtime Chicago Bulls doctor, and Last Dance, and. This situation has a lot of curiosities to me uh, because he can't, first of all, it does go without saying that no trade is final, no signing is final until the physical is passed. But when you have a four-team trade, it mucks up a lot if the answer is we're not taking him. And do they not want him or do they not want him at the current price because he has injuries. Core muscle injuries are imminently supposed to be fixable. So if they want him for the long term, they shouldn't worry about it. But if they wanted him for the short term in addition to the long term, they might have, quote, buyer or trader's remorse. And uh, do they not like Wiseman anymore? Or? No, Wiseman was a project. He's like a five to six year project that they don't want to do because then Curry and Thompson are going to be gone by then. So Gary Payton, the second was huge, oh, okay. huge in the championship run last year. They got him back, probably expecting him to play this year and be huge. How on much defense. longer does Draymond have? I think he has a year left. Gary Payton has two after this. this year. They, they just released Payton's going to miss about a month. So this was a long term. This wasn't a short term. You guys are trying to get at least the six to eight seed. They're, the Warriors haven't been as good this year. So this yeah. is a playoff move because he they already said he's not going to play for the month. So they didn't need him directly now. But what what happens now? Does he get another surgery? Do you just rest it? Well, you were saying that he's had a couple. He, I, I'm going to follow up on that and get you more info because he said, oh, it's been an issue for like four or five years or something. So maybe this recent surgery was to fix that, but I don't, I don't have well, the full details on that. A, if it's been four or five years, the Warriors should have yeah, known about exactly. it. Exactly. That's even more toward that. <laughs> B, if he had an off-season surgery, I don't see how that doesn't come up in the discussion. They do an exit physical too, so they, they didn't know he needed an off-season surgery. They probably did. Well, and... Well, you're afraid Port- to talk. Did, you did get- Portland flat yeah. out lie and say... He's got no issue. He's been now fixed. That's, That's what, what it looks the like. Warriors That's are what saying that they got told. That they but lied to but yeah. you just said. Just took it as. Wait, wait. As he had off-season surgery and he missed how long? 35 games. 35 I think games. And then recently he's been playing how many? 14 of the last 17. Okay. So that's still not 100%. But he's still fresh off his recovery. Right. I mean, for James them to say they didn't know anything about it doesn't seem reasonable. Yeah. For them to to say they were misled about it okay maybe right yeah. i mean but to yeah. say they didn't know anything about it That's this right. doesn't make any sense yeah. at all to me but core muscle surgeries are pretty reliable so i'm not sure why he's not doing well it should yeah. be eminently fixable but the question is when so when's the deadline for them to accept him? Oh, they already said it's it, 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 it went through. Was, last night was the Oh, deadline. it went through. Correct. Yeah. And nothing last changed. They filed a thing with the league office saying they didn't disclose this, so they're going to dock them picks or change the price or something well, they're, like that. No, they're, no, they're no, they not can't change, change the price, price, actually, yeah. What they're going to do is they're going to fine Portland if they find evidence. The league will the if they find evidence, yeah. is final, though. They did not change the draft compensation at all, which Correct. I thought they would. Because if you're saying that, if they, they they were misled, they they got like four picks. They gave a bunch of stuff, so they should be getting more back. But I guess if they're okay with just the NBA dealing with it, that but I mean, it's not like they get fined a pick and it goes to the Warriors. No, no, so, you're handling it internally. The Warriors just, got what they got. Nothing to do with so the, the Warriors got what they got, and now yes. they're just whining that it could have been, should have been different. It, and it like was unfair. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what I always said about the whole. Um, who was coaching the Jets when they, quote, blew the whistle on Bill Belichick and ceiling signs? Uh, I forget the guy's name. 
Oh, the Browns guy, the former. Yeah, what was his name? Yeah. I would have said, oh, you're stealing signs and I know you are. I wouldn't blow the whistle on the league. I'd give my same signal and uh, that would mean uh, cover three. Meanwhile, it's an all-out blitz. <laughs> I just change it up, oh, them, yeah. right? And go on a key point in the game and go, okay, yo, you think you know my signs? Okay, I'd run the exact opposite of what I just signaled in. And let you steal my signs, yeah. And then go, hmm, okay, here you go. <laughs> you know, use uh, it to your advantage. And I'd go, hmm, gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> try it again. <laughs> I wouldn't complain to the league yeah. about it if you know right. that they're doing it. You came from his staff, you know that they're doing it, right? I don't know. Take care of things within the. The, the Warriors were funny last night. They had Peyton sitting next to the the managers and the, yeah. the, the Warriors just to make it sure that they knew that the. The trade was good, I guess. Yeah, they're not going back. Well, it. more That's more basketball stuff. stuff. You know, we've been doing it all along, but I think they'll obviously be more focused. And you know, you see a court view over Jacob's uh, shoulder there. The shoulder. That shoulder. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we got the latest on Zion. Jalen Brown gonna play after All Star break with a mask. Doesn't sound like they're considering surgery for Jalen Brown. And then uh, KD, obviously, we'll see when he can join the Suns. Zion's an interesting one to talk because you said when we did the insight, you know, we've done a really good with their sick insights. We're getting top information right when it happens. The Zion thing happened yesterday that he had maybe a setback. You already said whatever timeline they gave, I think it was like we're going to reevaluate him three weeks. You said BS, it's way more than three weeks. So now whatever light ramp up that was started within that three weeks, he already picked up a setback. And now they're saying add a month to that. So it's already, like you said, in January that this is going to be more long term than was previously stated. Yeah, I mean, timelines are always tricky, but when they give round number timelines and check back in, that's not set in stone. Right. Uh, it's no different than Brock Purdy. That's not set in stone. Uh, they hope to meet that, but that's not mm -hmm. set in stone. And so, yeah, sick, sick Insights is where you want to go for all the quick Twitch stuff, uh, all the top basketball, football, baseball uh, injury updates. And so I had a lot. I had a lot of practice at this last week at Radio Row, and people said, "What are you doing?" I said, "We're the only site in the world that does true injury analysis, not injury reporting, and that being fundamentally different." And the Radio Row room understood that. I said, "Not only that, we do football, basketball, and baseball, as well as you know Tiger Woods and anything else that comes up." And uh, the final reference that I was surprised at how went, well it went is I said, our docs were in the room when it happened, referencing Hamilton. Uh, I was surprised mm -hmm. how good a response it got, but not with you guys, because you guys don't like that. You guys don't. I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> Did you get the reference? Oh, I didn't get it. I didn't really listen to it when I went with my mom. It was more of like satisfying my mom to go. And now we're back to Taylor not listening. So <laughs> full circle. That's how we started this podcast, isn't it? Taylor didn't listen. Uh, no, I mean, that's the, that's yeah. one of the big lines in the room when it happened uh, kind of deal. My kids watch it. All the, yeah, they last year we went to uh, New York. New York. Oh, yeah. That was the big surprise. We took them to Hamilton, but they've seen it dozens of times on D Disney Plus, Plus and stuff. Yeah. That's where they have seen it. But um, no, I, and I think that in the end is our big differentiator. I mean, a uh, uh, lot of very qualified and good doctors, therapists, and other people, but our docs were former head team docs and pro sports and we were in the room when it happened and had these discussions and looked at it and that's what the unique perspective is uh to to what we're doing i just want to mention we'll we'll be all over the nfl draft as usual too um combines in late february so another thing of you were in the room when those those discussions happened on certain prospects and injuries and stuff room. like I that i've so. been in 19 or 20 yeah. combines that's i mean yes. uh, i I'm so old. I went to the Combines when, when St. Emmo's was the only steakhouse there. Now there's India has grown a ton. And I resisted the urge to go back, but I told you maybe we need to apply for credentials. Yeah. Everyone says to me we should go, we should go. But if I go, look, if I went as a private citizen, I'm quite sure I could get back as a guest into the combine exam area, medical exam area. But, then you but can't that would be 
that would be totally wrong for me. Yeah, I would not. I would not do that. If I went, I would stay outside of there. And if there's a media credential, whatever, just get the standard and not invade that. But even then, it's just kind of weird. Like, I feel like we're hanging on. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll know the other docs and whatever. We'll see, but everyone says it's good, and I should go. And we and draft coverage is a big part of what we do. Absolutely. So we'll we'll see about that. All right. Anything else? Are we wrapping up the football season? But off season, there's a lot. We actually, I think, do better in the off season in some ways because in season, everyone's talking about football, and we call it signal to noise. And there's a lot of noise, so it's harder for our signal to be heard. But off season. Not that many people, and injuries are a big part of the offseason in the draft, and that's what we do well in and with insights. And so, therefore, I feel like it's not bad still. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, what right. yeah. Like Justin Herbert, remember with his shoulder surgery, there's always going to stuff that's going to pop up like that. There's always stuff going to pop up, but there's also going to be combine stuff like Justin Ross. Yep. And you guys were mentioning, you and know, then Hooker's coming back from the torn ACL. So there's, there's, a there's always, games, yeah. there's always stuff uh, going on. All right. Thanks for watching. Um, Pro football doc sports injury central podcast, watching and listening. And uh, I think we're going to start guests next week. Right. Yeah. So yes. we'll, it's just a matter of scheduling them, uh, et cetera. Uh, actually uh, tweet at us or to the six score account. If you have suggestions for guests, and we'll try and schedule them and uh, and uh, get them on. I think it's that's probably one of the funner things in the offseason, just to talk to some different people. In okay. season for football, we really don't have time to, and uh, we'll we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll try and schedule some of that stuff for some fun. For example, Dean Blandino has said that he would come on. Um. Uh, you were asking me before I came out who's some of the more interesting people I ran into at Radio Run. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people. I mean, Cousin Sal is fun to chat right, you with. Got the shout out, Cousin Sal. Oh, yeah. I guess he has a shout out on the on the, yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah, on yeah, the Bill Simmons podcast. There were a lot of people that's fun, you know, ran in, you know, from McAfee to AJ Hawk and some fun people. Um, saw all the main reporters from rap sheet to Tom Pelissaro, Adam Schefter, Dan Orlovsky. Um, uh, this one might be a good one. So I went to pick up my son, unaccompanied minor, and um, at the uh, airport. Yeah. And uh, he flew in, mom, you know, whatever, uh, let him in, you know, put him on the plane. We'd, we'd never done that before. Uh, How old is he? 10. Yeah, I did that. I think I did that eight or nine. Yeah, I remember. Uh, so. Never done that before. And yeah. he was a little nervous. So then I thought he wasn't coming to the Super Bowl. And then, of course, it worked out. So right. I went and got him on a company minor. And at the airport, I don't know if you can see this. Oh, that's great. Awesome. Von Miller. There you Man, go. Von Miller. Yeah. And uh, talked to Von Miller and. Uh, he said he'd come on the podcast. I, I didn't even think about it at first. I mean, I yeah. I was just sitting there uh, and I saw him over there and he had like a airline agent kind of sitting with him to keep people away, I guess. So right, yeah. I was a little bit like whatever. And, and my son wasn't there yet. Uh, he had to get there early. I just went up and said hello. And I said, you know, Vaughn, you know, we've met briefly before, but you won't remember, but this is kind of what I do. And, and he goes, Oh, I, I, I've seen your videos before. I was like, wow, that's cool. <laughs> I said, did you like him? Were we right? <laughs> or did you hate him? And he goes, no, you, you were right. And I told him about how we, uh, how prior to Sports Center Central, I chronicled his 2013 ACL in the offseason, week by week, what his rehab, hypothetical rehab would look like. And he, he did not know about that, but I guess he saw some of the recent videos and I said, yeah, I mean, your video looked like an ACL. I didn't want to be right about that, but obviously it is or was. And he goes, yeah, but we fixed it now. It's all good. And, and so I was like surprised that he had even seen the video or recognized it. And then I just let him go. And then uh, I mentioned my son, son that Von Miller was over there when he landed. 
And he said, where? And I said, you want a picture? And so Vaughn was nice enough. And then at that point I said, well, do you want to do a podcast? And, and he said he would. So we'll, we'll, we'll schedule it at some point in time. Uh, He's awesome. very personable and fun. It seems like, you know, very talkative. So that'd be good. And then he just, had Oh, he's super, you know, super nice guy. And, mellow the whole day. i just don't like bum rushing people yeah uh, you know whatever and but anyways uh, but usually my secret to talking to anyone that i know but i'm not sure that i really know who they are you know at any of the functions or parties or radio row or super bowl anything and it's like oh i know so and so but i uh look up on twitter and if they follow me, it's easy to go say hello. <laughs> They're very friendly. Yeah. If not, I usually leave them alone. Although I did meet Boom, Boomer Sison finally. Oh, nice. Um, I actually went over to say hello to him because he had done that shout out about Demar yeah. Hamlin and That's so right. forth. So I I saw him on the CBS stage and uh, waited for a break and just to say hello and thanks and name with face. And, of course, he was super nice in the whole deal. But I don't know. Uh, all in all, radio was radio row was fun and interesting. I mean, I'm sure Vegas next year will be huge. Anyways, um, thanks for watching and listening. Uh, plenty more on the Sports Injury Central podcast in the weeks to come, including guests, draft stuff, off season football stuff, basketball stuff, baseball stuff starting around the corner, around yep. the corner too. All right, thanks everybody. Mm-hmm.